was good. So how was Aruba? Oh, it was traveling. beautiful. How was that? It was good? <laughs> oh, it was amazing, honestly. Yeah, it was my first time there, and it was, like, uh, really expensive, I'll tell you that for sure. Because, like, really? literally everything is imported there. Like, they don't even have vegetation. So oh, imagine man. going to a grocery store. <laughs> the, the import tax is like 40 percent. oh my goodness what the f- that's yeah. that's that's different so what you what is that thing that you ride on the mountainside what is it atv the four-wheel thing the little like yeah is that what a, you were on I, I was on it was a utv <laughs> oh utv i don't even know what that is but yeah i didn't know that there was a difference either but the atv is like the smaller one and the utv basically fits like two people on it so and you basically just like ride through this whole like uh like this national park and all that it, it was really cool it, it, it's pretty scary though because you feel like you're gonna flip over because you're going over like these huge rocks and these like like these no boulders. i can imagine like uh, looking at it it's beautiful but at the same time i feel i'm a, i'm trying to I, like i was looking at your instagram story i'm trying to picture myself on one and i'm like damn i'd really be flipping this shit over like <laughs> <laughs> yeah the whole time i was like oh crap oh crap <laughs> but all right all right let's get into it so <clears throat> Morning, afternoon, evening, night. I don't give a damn what time it is because it's always no playing time. You're with Brian and Corey today talking Nets basketball, Knicks basketball. The NBA season is starting tonight at 7. The Nets tip off against the Warriors. And then at 10 o'clock, the Lakers tip off against the Clippers. So it's pretty exciting. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like the season came like... I mean, it literally did come quicker than any other season before. But I just feel like I, I like I just turn over my shoulder and like two minutes ago I was watching AD in the final minutes of like when they cut to him like crying that he won his first championship like it seemed like that quick I don't know how it was for you though yeah no I, I feel the same way I was actually a little surprised because I know that LeBron was out there like pushing for them to get a delayed start and all that it was a tough situation though because like you had those like teams like the Knicks that literally didn't even play in the bubble. So they had all that time to basically rest, you know? And then you have, like, the Lakers. But they won a title, so it's like, I don't know. You won the title, so what would you rather have? A title or a quick break, you know? Exactly. Like, there there are some teams, like you just said, that have, weren't, one, weren't even invited to the bubble. So forget the teams like the Pelicans, for example, that got there and were eliminated pretty much as soon as they got there. Like, there are teams that straight up weren't invited, so they've been off for, for months, yeah, months and months and months, and then you have the teams that got deep into the playoffs, like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, uh, the Heat. Who I like how I mentioned the Western teams before. I mentioned the Heat, who got to the the finals. But um, oh yeah, we don't even think about the East, right? <laughs> I don't know, not even, not even a little bit. It's just all about the West. But um, <laughs> you think about the teams that got so deep into it, and now all of a sudden they have to turn around. Boom! It was like barely a training camp, barely an off season, having to get contracts done. And then preseason, which honestly I haven't watched a minute of, but me either. It all happened. It all happened. It all happened super quickly. Um, we'll start with the Nets, since we're both avid Net fans. Uh, what are your expectations for the Nets this year? Uh, I mean, championship. I I, I got to be real. If if you look at this team and like all that they've built, this is the team. Like it's time, you know. And I think that it's also like uh, if you look at it like contract wise it's it's actually like a short time frame especially because they didn't come up with a deal with jared allen he's gonna be a restricted free agent i think you also have to worry about dinwiddie coming up too there's a lot of like weird things going on with the contract so it's like it's almost like a football situation you know how like you get the team they're healthy like you got all the contracts in line like this is the year and like 
I don't really know if they don't if they don't pull it off this year. I mean, I'm not saying that there's no like future to win another title, but I, I think like they really have like the strong team to do it this year. So, and they're in the East, honestly. I I can't I, I could see them beating the Bucks. I guess it's it. I can't I can't say no title. You know, like I can't be like nothing less than a title. In my opinion, they got to make the finals. They just have to make the finals. No, I think I, I definitely agree with you in terms of uh, the expectations. It's it's title. It's well, maybe for me it might be a little different. It's get to the NBA Finals or bust. Like you know, if they, yeah. I think if they run into the Lakers, if they run into any other team, I expect the title. If they genuinely run into the Lakers, I think if they lose, I'm like, all right, because I personally think the Lakers are going to win the chip. Because you look at just what they did, just aside from the Nets for a second, like the Lakers pretty much just stole Montrez Harrell from the other side of Staples Center. Yeah. Then they got the then they got the runner up to the award that he won, the runner up to the six man and Dennis Schroeder. Like they re upped in a in a big, big way. Yeah. Um but back to the Nets for a second. So if they get to the finals, I'm happy with it. If they end up losing to a team like the Lakers, then um I think it's a satisfying season, even though I would like to see a title. Because it's been, I think, since what, the Jason Kidd team in two thousand against the Spurs was that the year I, that's the year I was born. Maybe a couple of years before that, around was, that area. That was the last time. I would say, was it Spurs or Lakers? It might have been the Lakers when they lost. They lost two finals in a row to the Lakers. It was. It was the Lakers. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Thank you. I'm pretty sure. But um, regardless, right? So yeah, I definitely think making it to the finals is definitely the expectation for the year. Um, I feel as though you can't say like Kevin Durant's injury or anything is an excuse because he's been, you know, not bragging, but saying that he's, he's fully healthy, ready to go hundred percent KD. Right. So you have that Kyrie Irving's coming back from the injury, you know, like there are no excuses, you know what I mean? And the window's closing because Kevin Durant is coming off an injury and he's going to be another year older if they don't win it this year coming next year. So he's getting a little up there in age. I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, you have DeAndre Jordan here now. Like, it's almost like a win now. You know, you almost have like a one to two year opportunity to win a title. And then if you don't, you look back and it was all for nothing. Getting Kyrie and KD, all the hype was really for nothing. Um, yeah. Because then they're just going to go back to being the Nets that they were. I mean, I'm sure they'll, they'll, the culture will still be good and so on and so forth. But it was kind of disappointing to hear the um, the Harden trade talks, even for a little bit. I don't think they were seriously, seriously considering considering it as the news was saying, but it was disappointing to hear that because they were ready to give up Dinwiddie, Lavert, Allen, because those are pretty much the three pieces that were going to that trade, right? Um, to get yeah. a, a, a third guy and then lose all the key role players, and I don't think it would have worked out. So it's like this is a win now. There's no turning back, you know? Yeah, like you're and, I, yeah and I was gonna say, like, as a Nets fan, it would it would have been like really hard because the thing is, like, especially you and I, like, we've literally lived our whole life like seeing them transition from the Jersey Nets to where they are exactly. now, and I didn't want them to just sell out. It, it would have felt like a sellout situation, like, oh, we 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 got all these pieces, and now we're just gonna like trade them all just to get hardened. And like, honestly, even if you get hardened, I, I don't even to me that's like putting you in a, a, a lesser position to win a title because now you're just destroying the whole team. You're destroying the face of what it really is. Now you're looking at a whole brand new team. Not that this isn't a brand new team, but eliminating those key players, like it hurts as a Nets fan because you're like, what are we doing here? You know, like, and that's like part of this like brand loyalty, you know, like even from a business standpoint, like you want to build this fan base. You want to have people connected with the players, but we connect with them and then you're out here like trading them just to get like another name. 
And I was like, honestly, like, sounds like a Knicks situation, like what they've been trying to do basically for years. And it's not really working. And I don't want to fall into the Knicks standpoint, because honestly, that's why I stopped being a Knicks fan, because it just didn't feel like a legitimate like business or brand to really like identify with, because it just feels like they're just collecting money. And I'm like, is that what the Nets are going to become? And I kind of felt like that even when they got rid of D'Lo. I was like, oh, we're getting Kyrie and I'm not too crazy about it. And is this is this what the Nets are? Are they going to sell out like this? You know, I felt I felt the same way because I don't know. There was something about being from Brooklyn and watching that team with D'Lo play and get to the playoffs and win like 40 or so games. And it was just like, wow, like that's that's grit right there. And then, yeah. you know, they get rid of them for K- like, you know, you can't get KD without getting Kyrie. So that was like a package deal. I'm like, all right, now now I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? Um, like Kyrie was a Nets fan growing up and stuff. Like I like the the homegrown feel of it. So then I feel if okay now D'Lo's gone, but then okay if you get rid of Dinwiddie, Levert, Allen, uh, you know say you know they got Joe Harris, but say they didn't re-sign him or something like that to save money or whatever, right? Like just to get like Harden and you know it it would have been a mess. It wouldn't have because you also need those pieces because they've now been to the playoffs for a couple of years fighting like like grinding to get to the yeah. playoffs and grinding in the playoffs. Like, so they know now they have the toughness. So you can't get rid of that chemistry because then you just starting from scrap. You're, you're starting with, with three superstars pretty much who have mm-hmm. never, well, I can't say never played together. Harden and Durant played in OKC, but it was different. Um, but pretty much like have never really, ago. yeah, now it feels like a lifetime ago, but to have potentially done that and just broken up the team, I feel like it would have been terrible. But to your Knicks point, right? So since the Nets have been in Brooklyn, they've made, I think, what, five uh, playoff appearances to the Knicks three. Like the the most new, not to crap on the Knicks, but the most news the Knicks have made since the Nets have come to Brooklyn from New Jersey has been like Phil Jackson screwing up the team, uh, Mello not treating Mello properly, not treating Porzingis properly, James Dolan kicking fans out of the arena. Like mm-hmm. I'm tired of this, you know, like little brother type of attitude just because you know, a changing, like, I think you said this in the pre-show, like a changing of the guard is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like, always, I, I always like say things from like a, a business perspective. Cause that's like, obviously what it is at the end of the day, it truly is a business. I just don't understand. Like I, the Knicks to me, I would say this, it's like a money laundering business. That's what they feel like. It's like, they say, we're going to be good. We're going to be good. We're going to get this guy. We're going to get this guy. And then every single year they fall short, they collect the money, they sell out and then they do literally nothing. And and Colin Cowherd said this, like, and I always think about this. He's like, there's a difference between being like a competent fan and like an incompetent fan. And like, you know, people can be quote unquote bandwagon fans. And there's a time where like, if you just understand the business and like, they're just not doing anything to support their fan base. What are you really a fan of besides them just like collecting the money? Because really, like what? what are the Knicks really doing? Cause I really don't know if you're, if your game plan is banking in on free agency year after year after year, and no free agent has any other reason to sign there besides it's New York and I'm getting money. What kind of a business are you running? Like, like, honestly, <laughs> I, I'm getting tired. Like, no, I a hundred percent agree. Like the, the media, like the Stephen A. Smith's and people like that. Like I love them, but like a lot of them push this narrative that it's like, New York who wouldn't want to come play in New York like why wouldn't you want to come play in New York like New York shouldn't be the one thing that because now people don't care like Giannis wants to stay in Milwaukee like there are Mm -hmm. like 
Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert want to stay in Utah. Like New York isn't the attraction anymore. You have to have something more than that, which is why the Nets did such a good job in change, like bringing in that little Spurs winning uh, professional culture and with Sean Marks, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's 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 like so frustrating because even though I'm a Nets fan it's good when the town has two good teams. Like it's good when the town has two good basketball teams, has two good baseball teams. Like I'm a Yankee fan, but I'm excited to see what the Mets do this year because they're going to be good. So it's good for the the town when both teams are good and competitive with each other. Like to your Knicks point, being a jet fan is literally the same way. It's like, where's the loyalty here? The, The team doesn't reciprocate anything to you. So why should you reciprocate to them? The loyalty of being a fan, if you're not getting anything out of it, you know, they're taking your money. Like the Knicks are taking your money and you're getting uh, halfway through the season, your team is already out of it and there's no point in watching these games anymore. So it's not yeah. a fair trade-off between the franchise and the fan. Yeah, and it's like it's like Hardaway. Like they had Hardaway. They were going to develop him. They got rid of him. Then they signed him again to this crazy contract and then they got rid of him again. Yeah. So I like I don't really understand the logic or like you know like where is this business headed towards like truly now and sports in general or Michael Jordan has really just reshifted sports period it's a player's game now it's no longer you're a fan of this team people are a fan of the player so that's power to the player and they literally can change the team and the problem is that if the Knicks and like people like Skip Bayless are like oh yeah the Mecca you know they're never going to, you won't get respect unless you play there. That's like old. I, I don't even think that people even see it that way anymore. And if you still see it that way, I mean, that's again, that's like some old perspective. Cause it's just really not that way anymore. I mean, look at Mahomes. Like he literally, were people really like ranting and raving about the chiefs like that for years until like he really stepped foot. I mean, now everyone knows who the chiefs are like that. Cause you just know who Mahomes is. And that's like the basis of where you need to go. And, and a lot of the times it's now, and look at the Warriors. They they were the perfect example. Draft the right players and you build off them. And then you can literally have a gold mine for a franchise. It's no longer really about signing that big free agent and then like banking in on them, like saving the team. I really don't think it's that way anymore. It could be this way for the Nets, but. You know. I, it, it could be, but normally when you see long-term success, you see the players come out of the organization, like in baseball, you see them build up the minor league players and then develop them into major league baseball players. Like with the Warriors, they drafted Curry, Draymond, and Clay Thompson. They hit three times just like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then they got the right coach to come in and uh, continue what uh, like the upward trend that Mark Jackson was on. Yeah, um, Mark Jackson. That's <laughs> that that he I, I give him the most credit. He really developed that team. I mean. I'm not going to knock Steve Kerr. Like I mean, Kenny obviously. Atkinson. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I mean, Kenny Atkinson was great. I was actually upset to see him leave. But so was I. I guess we'll see what Steve Nash is like. And I was saying this um, – I was saying that I know that we tried this experiment with Jason Kidd. But um, Jason Kidd, like his mentality and his mindset – I mean, he again, like this is personal life, but he was like drunk driving and all this other stuff that was going on with him. <laughs> The the one Jason Kidd memory I have is when I forget who he tells, but he goes, "Yo, just shove into me so I can drop water so we can get the free time out." <laughs> oh man, I forgot who that was. I don't know if it was Ronde. Uh, it might have been Ronde. I don't remember, but you see him motion. He's like, "Come here, come here. like yeah, shoulder me so I could drop this water and we could get like a, a thirty seconds." You know, 
Yeah, and that's why that didn't work out. And he was trying to become president and all that. I think yeah, that's yeah. Nash. And he got Milwaukee and wanted the same power. That's why they yeah. let him. I think Steve Nash is just much more humble and he's just a different kind of guy. And I think that his presence is just way different than Jason Kidd's, just just on a maturity level. So I have much more hope in him leading this franchise than like Jason Kidd did, you know? It's also a fresher experience too. At first I was like on edge about it because like part of me like gets caught between old school mentality and new school mentality. Like for example, like the thing with like you said about Skip Bayless, like I agree and disagree with that too because like I still like to think New York is the mecca of basketball because of like street ball and like Rucker Park and all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like what I see around me in Brooklyn. But then at the same time, that's also not enough, you know? Like you were yep. saying, it's not a, that's not enough to attract someone here. So like with Steve Natch, I was like um, – like he doesn't have any experience coaching ever. And this is a win now team. You know what I mean? So like you need yeah. someone, but at the same time, it's like, all right, he's going to connect way more with, with Kyrie and KD than a lot of coaches probably will because he's fresh out of coming out of the league a few years ago. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And he's younger, fresher. Like, like the, I feel like with Kyrie Irving, it takes someone like that to connect with him because if there was an older coach, like he probably wouldn't vibe the same way because it's like, like for example, the Sage thing, right? First of all, everyone made such a big deal about the Sage thing. Like it's something people do. Like get off Kyrie's yeah. back for like two minutes. Like, like there are some instances where Kyrie, like there's valid criticism, but then there's somewhere it's like people don't understand because people have this old school mentality. Like they've never seen anyone do Sage around the basketball court. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> I feel like in Steve Nash, in Steve Nash's case, he probably went to Kyrie behind the scenes in the locker room, just like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like. When did you start doing like he was interested, you know, whereas an older coach would probably shoot off or like make a couple jokes, you know, it's about the little things. You know what I mean? So I feel like in terms of like being a younger coach, like more energetic, bringing more to the table that actually I thought about it for a second. And that actually contributes more to the win now mentality than say if you brought in um, a coach with more experience. Yeah. And I think that also gets back to the point of like, this is a game like we're having fun. And I think that that's the mentality that like Kyrie Irving and KD are really trying to bring to this. And they're like, we're here to have fun. We're not here to have someone telling us what to do and all that. And that is what we're really, that's what's going to make you win a title. You know, like at the end of the day, yeah, you can get the greatest coach of all and all that. But if he's like a stickler and like, you know, you must wear this before going to the game and don't show up and do this. It doesn't make it, uh, it doesn't make it enjoyable because I, I didn't, you know, I didn't start off being a basketball player from a little kid expecting it to be like a business you know you're not like like whatever age you are like six seven years old like oh yeah you know uh it needs to be rules and regulations i'm out at the park just shooting hoops and that's like what basketball is at the end of the day so if that's the mentality that this team is going to carry that really can bring them a title and that's like the brooklyn mentality too you know like it's just it just fits coincidingly with the franchise the city they're in like you can't have um like, it, 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 especially in basketball in general, like, it's different. Like, for example, football, you probably need, like, that Mike Tomlin or that Bill Belichick or, you know, that hard – like, even yeah. Rex Ryan when he was here with the Jets, right? Like, that guy who's, like, going to wake people up and, like, put in, like, a, a scheme and, and set, like, and, like, you know, we're men in this locker room. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to go out and smash heads, you know? Like, basketball is, like – you can't have a veteran dude, like, being like, yeah, you got to wear this before the games, like you were saying, and, like, all these different – Things that players have to follow because basketball, the sport itself, in essence, isn't even like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah it, it really is. I mean, it, it's probably the most personable. And again, like I said, back to Michael Jordan. There's a reason why Michael Jordan is truly the guy that made it like every sport being an individual thing because 
that's just what basketball is. You know, it, it's it's obviously a team sport, but it it really is individualistic. I would say almost more than any of the other team sports. It's the sport where an individual can have most impact. Like yeah. a guy in, in in baseball can hit three home runs in a game, and you know that could be uh, that could be a three zero win, right? Like if your pitcher pitch, but then your pitcher has to pitch well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So even that individual performance is limited in a sense. Um, and obviously in football, you know, you need an offensive line, or else the quarterback and running back literally do nothing. So basketball is definitely like the sport where it's like your individual play impacts the team the most. Mm-hmm. Um. And with that being said, I want to pose another question to you real quick just about the Nets. I wanted to know – this was just one I was just thinking as we were talking. Do you think that, one, an MVP is going to come off the team this year, and to, like as in of the league? And, two, do you think a six-man of the year might come off the team this year? Neither. Neither? Nah, I can't really see it happening. I can't. I mean, maybe Dinwiddie will be – he'll be in conversations – I think it's going to be hard to have an MVP on that team, honestly. Because the, the thing is, there's just so many scorers. Like, if you look at this team, it's just a truly scoring team, honestly. It's really hard. I feel like on true scoring teams, it's hard to have an MVP like that, you know? Because I think the usually, obvious favorite would be Kevin Durant from yeah. if you were to make a selection there. And I've seen – that's the reason why I was like – I was on Twitter before and I was like seeing some people like, oh, like watch out for KD this year, like, you know sleeper MVP pick. And then I was looking at some people like, oh, like didn't because it also depends like who comes off the bench. You know, is it going to be Dinwiddie that's coming off the bench most of the time or is it going to be Levert that's coming off the bench? I feel like it's probably going to be Dinwiddie just because that fits the role better. But um, yeah, I think that Dinwiddie should be coming off the bench, but they are talking about starting him. Yeah. At the end of the day, honestly, like playing off the bench, like you could play, you could play 30 minutes off the bench. You know what I mean? Yeah, like coming off the bench isn't even coming off the bench. Like, like for yeah. example, DeAndre DeAndre or Jared Allen, one of them's gonna start and one of them's gonna come off the bench. They're gonna play like they're gonna share like twenty minutes a night. You know what I mean? Fifteen yeah. to twenty minutes each. So it's not even like a like a thing. I don't know how else to put it. It's just not. Yeah. Like when Melo was making such a big deal about coming off the bench. Sorry, like when he was making such a big deal like a couple of years ago about coming off the bench, and then. Like, it's like, bro, you can still get 25, 30 minutes off the bench. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that crazy of a concept. Yeah, it, it's really not. I, it's just, I guess, just being the starter, I guess, feels better to you. But it's I like, guess. you know, it's like baseball. Like, they have that, like, a lot of teams now. Like, Tampa Bay was doing, like, the the starter that just pitches for one inning, and that's it. Like, yeah, the do? pitch one inning or, like, pitch, you know, six innings or, you know, seven innings make a complete game. Exactly. So um, with that, so who do you think is going to win the title this year? Uh, I mean, I'm just going to have to go with the Lakers. I hope I'm wrong, but they literally just got better from last year. I I, I can't even like like you said, they got Montrezl Harrell and they got um, Schroeder. I honestly, Schroeder is way bigger of an upgrade than I think that most people even realize. Schroeder is really like pure talent, man. I I've always loved him like when he was on Atlanta and all that, and then just watching him like grow and get better and better team is stacked. <laughs> people thought he was overrated on Atlanta. People were like, Oh, well, the Hawks are terrible. That's why his numbers look so good. And then he got to OKC and proved that he's actually a, a, a very valuable player to a team like the Lakers who needed a point guard after like, you know, Rondo left and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to have to say the Lakers too. I can't lie. Even though, it, you know, it's like killing me. Um <laughs> 
I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say the Lakers just because they just got like the like reigning champions and they got better. Um, I don't really see anyone challenging them enough in the West, you know, unless barring like knock on wood, like an injury to AD or LeBron or something like that, that's going to derail them. Like the only thing that's going to get in the way of their success is themselves. Yeah. Um, I do think the Nets come out of the East though. I can't lie. Like, cause you just think about it for a second. Uh, like with the Bucks, as soon as Giannis gets to the playoffs, he's like so figured out without a jump shot, you know, you just kind of clog the paint and he's very one dimensional. I don't know if a Drew Holiday edition um, helps that. I feel like a bo- uh, like the when they fell through with the Bogdan Bogdanovich deal with the like uh, to get him, I feel like that would have upgraded them more because that's a shooter that faces the floor and stuff, you know. So you have him, Brooke, yep. Chris Middleton, all these guys that could shoot. Now it's like, all right, Drew Holiday can, sh-, you know, he's not like a. a th- I like, like Drew Holiday though. I think that Drew Holiday is really good, man. Really? I think he's just like an Eric Bledsoe plus. Like, I don't know if it's like, yeah, you know, I think that he's way better than Eric Bledsoe. I really, I I mean, I've always loved him. I mean, you talk back to like the Sixers days and all that. I mean, he was, he was awesome, man. You know, I don't know. You're not wrong. It's the other thing is I do agree with you that 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 Bogdanovich trade would have been huge for them because it really gives you that extra spark and, Bogdanovich is is awesome. Like both the Bogdanoviches are are awesome players. They're, my fantasy league, the the Bojan. Oh, you did, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I wanted him honestly. That's a that's another weird team, the Kings. There's there's a lot of weird teams this year in NBA. It's 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 weird because like you say like it's almost like yeah Lakers. I almost feel like are guaranteed to win, but then like the rest of the league is like so wide open in terms of, like who can make playoffs, especially like in the West. Like the Suns too, the Suns, yeah. Suns are a, another interesting team. Like I'm really curious to see how that pans out. You know, get better or worse. I feel like the Clippers got a little worse. Like I, I, I agree. Can't, like, I don't think Serge Ibaka does as much as Montrez Harrell did, for example. Even though I think Serge is a nice player, and he played with Kawhi in, in Toronto. Um, and then yeah. they pretty much gave Landry Shamit like what was the I don't even uh, I can't lie I can't recall what was the deal to get Landry Shamit over here who did we I don't even remember honestly I don't even know well anyway they got rid of Landry Shamit I thought Landry Shamit was a nice role player can't lie I'm happy to have him I I'm glad we have him because he's a he's uh I think if you look at his three-point percentage it's it's excellent he's like he's a really great oh, shooter you know what it was oh my goodness hold on it just hit me it was the three-team deal with the Pistons. They got Luke Kennard, and then they re-signed him. Oh, yes, yes. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, like, I yes. don't know. I feel like, they, I feel like they got a little – just a little worse. Just a little bit. Yeah, they did. And the thing with the whole Kawhi sitting and all that stuff, and uh, it's a weird team. And you then know, the I, just, I just hate Paul George. Just totally random thing. I just hate Paul George. Yeah. That could be another discussion for another day. I just hate Paul George. I don't, I don't know why. Well, there's no complains a lot. He complains a lot, bro. He moved like the Pacers. Oh, I love the fans here. I want to play here, retire here. Okay. Thunder. Oh, I love the fans here. I want to win a title with Russ. I want to stay here forever. Oh, okay. Comes to the Clippers. Oh, I want to be a Clipper for life. I love the Clippers. I want to retire here. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to cheat on Doc Rivers' wife with a stripper and then get the stripper pregnant. <laughs> and then Doc Rivers is going to go coach the Sixers. And I'm going to talk about Doc Rivers' system. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, and then I'm going to go hit the side of the backboard and like, but it's still Doc Rivers' fault though. It's not my fault. Like, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's just Damn. me. I, like, I just hate Paul George. I don't know. <laughs> no, I know. I understand. Yeah, he's a drama queen for sure. He's in a lot of drama for sure. 
but um yeah no like and then people are still uh because we're we're like pressed for time over here but um people are sleeping on the heat too still like i feel like the heat are still uh I'm like not sure why people are sleeping on them. You know what I mean? Like, they're still sl- – like, they slept on them last year, then they made it to the finals, and then it's, like, back to the way it was. Like, oh, sleeping on the heat again. Like, they can't repeat and do the same exact thing, you know? I don't think they will, but it's always a possibility, you know? Yeah, and I think that Bam Adebayo was a killer for them. That would, I mean, he he did not – I'm telling you, I think if Bam Adebayo was healthy in the bubble, they really could have won, like – he did they not look himself. I, I I agree. They would have pressed it, even with Drogic out too, for a little bit. Yeah, I honestly don't even think they should have played Bam out of bio because he looked non-existent on the court. Like you could tell that he was really hurt bad. It like he was really being out there just to be out there. Like yeah, and that's yeah, that's the thing I don't like. Like I feel like if the guy's hurt, don't play him because you're ruining the system. You really are. That that's the, that's the one. It's just like you know, players always want to play no matter what. You know what I mean? Because they always want to be like the heroes in a sense. So they always want to go out there and compete. Even if they like, you know, have two broken legs, like as a coach, you have to be like, Hey, yo, like can't play my man. Like, <laughs> I don't know how yeah. else to tell you, but, um, with that being said, do you have anything else left to add? I wanted to ask you one question is random. Yeah. What do you think about Toronto? <sighs> what do I think about Toronto? I don't think like, like a, well, I'll give you like a like a seed, I, I, like a like a four seed, like a okay. five seed. Like they're a solid team. They have great chemistry. Like you know, they still have the core championship type of atmosphere there. You know, from when Kawhi left like two years ago. And I like Nick Nurse and Kyle Lowry's cool. They re-signed F- Fred Van Fleet. I can't even pronounce his name. They re-signed Drake two point oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> they got Pascal. You know, like they got some players. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're an interesting team because I feel like no matter what, they're always competitive now. It's they're weird. just competitive. It's just, they're just the, always the underdogs, you know? Even in the title year, they were the underdogs. All the years that Kyle Lowry was there at the Rosen, they were the underdogs. Like, they've yeah. just fulfilled that mentality so much that it just it fuels them instead, you know? Yeah, and I think they're always lurking in the back of my mind just because we're in the same division as them. <laughs> Bro, I hate I hate the Raptors. I was gonna I was Me gonna too. say I, that and answer the question. I hate, them. I hate the Raptors. <laughs> That's I why I want to know what you think of them because I'm tired of dealing with them. <laughs> no, I hate the Raptors, bro. From the playoffs and just everything, I hate the Raptors so much. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I feel like over the years, like, that's, I feel like that's been a rivalry. I don't know. Like, one of those low, not talked about Nets Raptors type of things, you know? Always. And even Knicks, Knicks Raptors, that was always yeah. just a thing. I don't know why. Because I feel just like a- I, have, I just have memories of watching the Nets Raptors and, like, you know, watching Kyle Lowry get, like, a foul call and he's just, like, complaining. I'm like, stop complaining. Like, yeah. like there's certain, th- certain things that have, like, just irritated me. Like, when they beat them, I think it stems from when they beat them with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. I was yeah, just like, right? like, F the Raptors. Like, let's yeah. go. We're moving on to play like LeBron, you know. But I think it stems from that probably. But I don't know. I've just always hated the Raptors because we always play them so much, obviously, too, with the divisions. Which also, just aside, like, divisions really mean nothing in the NBA. They're completely yeah. useless. Besides the amount of times you play a team, completely useless. Yeah, they need to gut that and honestly just make it like soccer. Just like one to whatever. Just make it one to, what is it, 32 teams? 30? 32? Yeah, I 32. think it's 32. I want to say 32. I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it's 32. I think if they just did it straight one to 32, playoffs would be 
so much even better than they are now like because the thing is that again you have the east and everyone's like oh east you have like okay yeah east it's like yeah you have like two three teams coming out and the west is like who knows that's how it always is (laughs) exactly so even though the east the east has been more competitive since lebron left i can't i can't lie it's really open to floodgates for a bunch of different teams um yeah so thank you for hopping on the pod this has been like you know Long overdue because I've been trying to do this for a minute. You know what I mean? We should we gotta do this more often. Yeah, for real. I'm, you know I'm always down for this. Well, Sports where are you going? This where are you going to like the Bahamas? Like, what? yeah, I'm actually going to Bahamas. <laughs> really? That's awesome. Yeah. So, so just for the weekend? Uh, no, no, I'm going till uh, New Year's. I'll be back after that. Oh, nice. All right. Well, all right. After you come back, we're gonna have to see where the nets are, and then we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do another show. Um, yeah. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Catch us on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating. Thank you to Corey for hopping on on the pod today to talk to M- uh, some NBA basketball. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yep, and uh, we'll catch you guys soon. Join us on the bench next week. Take care.